This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Quip and ExpressVPN. Well, let's start things off this week with some updates. First off, we regret to inform you that earlier this week, we did a little bit of fake news. Sorry, it happens. Turns out those uh, Cybertruck shoes that Elon Musk was seen wearing aren't actually real. It was a Photoshop. It was a very good Photoshop. It fooled me. Uh, And uh, it was apparently done by a company called RTFKT Studios, or uh, it might be pronounced Ratfucked. I don't know. Anyway, they they designed custom kicks based on various intellectual properties, including the Cybertruck, and they photoshopped an old image from 2018 to make it look like Elon was wearing Cybertruck shoes. They also changed up his clothes and added some some spray paint on him. My bad. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, at least we owned up to it. That's right. Yeah. Some people would just let that slide. Some people would. Some, uh, you know, less... Ethical journalists <laughs> might let that slide. And, and uh, listen, that's not the only fake news that we have to apologize for this week. Yeah. Buckle up, everyone. It turns out, despite us reporting it as a fact a few months back, Papa John may not have actually eaten 40 pizzas in 30 days. Now, in our defense, Papa John himself, he literally said that he'd eaten 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. And it is our fault for taking him at face value. Yeah. It was just, he really sold it with his, with his, he uh, did. He looked like he'd eaten 40 pizzas <laughs> in 30 days. He looked like a mess. Yeah. Oh, but anyways, uh, the reason for that bizarre and very unhealthy claim was that according to the Papa, his old company, which had booted him after he said the N word had changed the recipe in his absence. And he would know since he'd eaten so many damn pizzas. But now 10 weeks later, the Papa has walked back his claim. He, Papa John lied. Yeah, but at least his moral barometer tilted far enough to where he admitted the lie, which is, again, a lot more than you can say for most people. Well, I mean, I got to imagine every person he's encountered in the last, like, two months who's seen him on the street is like, hey, you, hey, you fat fuck, <laughs> 40 pizzas in 30 days, eh? And then he's, you know, he's an alcoholic, so he's just like, yeah, <laughs> shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. Anyway, this new development comes via the H3H3 podcast, where Papa John sat down for an interview earlier this week to, again, set the record straight on a number of things. At one point, the 40 pizzas in 30 days thing was brought up, and Papa John said, quote, Well, I didn't say I'd eaten 40 pizzas in 30 days. I said I had 40 pizzas in 30 days. Now, host Ethan Klein uh, rightfully asked for further clarification <laughs> on this. Actually, a great interview uh, yeah. uh, point. Wait, wait, what? When I yeah. say I had a pizza, that means I ate a pizza. E- e- Ethan maintaining his journalistic integrity this yeah. time. Yeah, integrity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to that, Papa John responded, quote, when I said I had a pizza, it means I'm inspecting. I'm not eating every pizza. I may be eating parts of pizza. Well, so, and that's the thing. When he first said it, immediately I was like, okay, maybe he ordered 40 pizzas and, like, had some slices. I mean, the man's rich. Yeah. He was just doing a little... Just throwing it all in the trash. Quality control. Feeding it to his dogs. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I I, I do like referring to eating pizza now as inspecting it. Like, (laughs) I haven't eaten a pizza in years. I've inspected a few pizzas. Yeah, yeah, for quality control. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? I feel like inspecting some more pizza tonight. I didn't so, have everything at the buffet. I just I, had a I little bit of it. I inspected all of the items. I sampled all the items. Yep, that's not poison. All right, let's try the next one. <laughs> uh, anyways. Yeah, so this definitely makes more sense. We would still prefer to visualize Papa John Schnatter sitting in his mansion, force-feeding himself entire pizzas day after day <laughs> to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, rubbing his greasy hands all over his face and hair to give them a... A little bit of shine. Yeah. Just more fun that way. Yeah. 
Anyways, the rest of that two-hour podcast, which we haven't really listened to in full, it apparently includes more of the same conspiratorial allegations against his former company and the ad agency that recorded the conference call of him saying the N-word. As for that day of reckoning that Papa John promised back in November while drenched in pizza sweat, uh, I guess we're going to have to still just keep staying tuned. Yeah, but didn't like an executive from Domino's die or get killed? There have been some weird <laughs> pizza incidents, yeah. but I don't. We, no one knows if they're related. Yeah. But I, it sounds like the day of reckoning is still on the horizon. It hasn't mm-hmm. come yet. Anyways, now that we've corrected our fake news of the past, let's move on to some new news. And God, I hope this isn't fake. Only, only real news from now yeah, on, please. we swear. Attention, gamers. The American military needs your help. It's pretty clear at this point that the future of warfare is going to increasingly involve robots that need to handle more and more things autonomously. We've been warned by countless works of science fiction what a bad idea this is, but that's where we're going anyway, eventually. The biggest obstacles, though, are still on the AI side of things. If you're sending hundreds of ground and air robots into battle, they can't each be controlled by one person. Uh, These swarms of drones are going to need to know how to move about the battlefield in a coordinated way, and that's where the gamers come in. Calling all epic gamers. Mm-hmm. The U.S. military needs your brain. <laughs> so the University of Buffalo's Artificial Intelligence Institute recently announced that they had received a $316,000 grant from the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA, to study the brains of gamers in order to develop AI systems to control swarms of robots. These robots just keep teabagging everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's no, insane. get back in the battle. <laughs> Yeah, specifically, they want to study the way people play real-time strategy games like StarCraft and Company of Heroes, where one person is commanding a bunch of combat units, and uh, they want to use that to train an AI. So one of the professors involved in the study says in the press release, quote, We don't want the AI system just to mimic human behavior. We want it to form a deeper understanding of what motivates human actions. That's what will lead to more advanced AI. How this will work, according to that press release, is that, quote, students will play a basic real-time strategy game developed by the research team. In addition to recording the decisions the gamers make, researchers will track their eye movements with high-speed cameras and their brain activity through electroencephalograms. Electroencephalograms. And electroencephalograms. Electrodes on your head, I guess. Uh, The big problem here is they're going to be like, well, sir, these robots, they're going to do great. But if you get... One half-naked, busty lady walking through the war, war zone. <laughs> Everything's going to stop. Everyone's yep. going to drop their guns. They won't be able to look away. It's the research. I sent the robot into battle, and it just it stole my credit card and just went and swiped on a vending machine for hours. Yeah. Uh, the professor in charge said of the project's goals, the idea is to eventually scale up to 250 aerial and ground robots working in highly complex situations. For example, there may be a sudden loss of visibility due to smoke during an emergency. The robots need to be able to effectively communicate and adapt to challenges like that. So, yeah, I mean, it sounds like basically they want to be able to, like an RTS, uh, select some drones, right-click somewhere on the map, and have those drones get from point A to point B without crashing or getting lost, and also knowing how to spread out and do whatever they're supposed to do once they get there. And this is apparently something that DARPA has been working on for at least the last three years. The project is called Offset, which is short for Offensive Swarm-Enabled Tactics, and uh, there's plenty of public documentation available, including on DARPA's YouTube channel. They just admit it. They put it out there. It's Here's what uh, we're working on. We laugh about it, but this is uh, horrifying sounding. It, it is. It's they, like someone playing Civ Six or whatever, but it actually having consequences in the real world and people dying because DARPA's of it. whole fucking, like, MO the last few years, it's brilliant. Because, like, 
most of the 20th century America, they did all this shit. Top secret is very sinister. Now they're just like issuing press releases and putting YouTube videos up and being like, yeah, it's pretty fun. Look, there's a couple drones doing some stuff. Yeah. So you, it just disarms you immediately. Like, yeah, well, what do they got to hide? But it's yeah. like, they're fucking making Skynet just out in the open. Well, it's like everyone that's been involved in like the various cover-ups throughout like the Trump campaign where they just say things out in the open. So yeah. it's like, well, why would they say it if it's yeah. against the law? He's got nothing to hide. Yeah, obviously, this company has nothing to hide. So yeah. what's wrong? Uh, anyways, most of what you see in these videos is focused on quickly and accurately 3D scanning environments using a whole bunch of drones. So the humans overseeing things can basically have a StarCraft-style map to work off of while commanding human troops. But there actually is also a combat element. A video from 2017 shows a swarm versus swarm war game scenario where teams commanded swarms of quadrotor and fixed-wing UAVs that would basically dogfight each other based on pre-programmed tactics and new tactics the teams created in the field. So this was 25 UAVs on each team, and if a UAV was able to either target lock the opposing team's UAV or land on the opposing team's base, that counted as a point. <sighs> and it's all, like, it's pretty cool and interesting, but also this is literally the early stages of an all-robot air force where you've got little fighter jets and attack helicopters with actual guns and bombs operating semi-autonomously. It'd be like, cool this for is just an, a few steps removed from that. Very cool as an eSport, yeah. not very cool as a reality. No. No. This, is, this, this should be horrifying. But it's just like, hey, look, they made some drones. Like, that's cool. You know, StarCraft, wouldn't it be cool if StarCraft happened in your backyard? <laughs> and, and you could be a, an innocent victim in all of it? Yeah. And th that video, it's three years old. <laughs> it's, like, not even recent. So, yeah, while the more recent offset publicity, it's been about the recon and surveillance stuff because it's less uh, sinister seeming. Yeah. Uh, the end goal here is clearly some Skynet shit. And, well, now they're using gamers to train their algorithm because they want to win. I just love the idea that, like, in the not-so-distant future, yeah. guys are, like, like high-paid, like, esports athletes, like StarCraft players, mm -hmm. are quitting the game because they, they get called up to the majors, which is the Department of Defense. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm getting called up, like, well, now, there's a war on this. Now, now that, that, this wouldn't be that bad. If it did away with all human casualty and and, uh, and everything else, like, wrecking... But it's never going to be two teams of Skynets against each other. But that's the thing, is it's like, if, they, if you know, in a, in a certain area they had a... It was like BattleBots, where it's like, well, the country that wins, they're going to get the territory. Yeah. I mean, that... <laughs> That scenario would be fine, I guess. <laughs> It'd be better than literally killing millions of people. Yeah. Uh... But, I mean, just based off of, you know, how we've used UAVs uh, thus far yeah. in our warfare, where uh, it's just some dude in a fucking trailer in Nevada with an Xbox controller just, yeah. like, mowing down entire families. It's gonna be, I don't feel good about this. The rest of the world is going to be like, yeah, we came, we became uh, part of the United States of America because they beat us in battle bots. <laughs> like, that, those were the rules. sucks, but that, that, those were the rules. Those are the rules of modern warfare. Is yeah. The, uh, the, the Mountain Dew Convention, as ratified by all of these com With countries. commentators just yeah. screaming over the whole match. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, anyways, there's no way to know how far off any of that stuff is, but the robot dogfight video, again, like we said, it's three years old, so it's, you would assume, a little bit further along by now. Uh, and depending on the results of the election happening later this year, there's a chance that our first president to command America's gamer-powered robot army could be Donald J. Trump. And... I would assume that Baron would be behind the controls at some point. He's very good at the cyber. He is. Now, it's easy to forget with the Mueller investigation and the impeachment trial and all the other serious stuff that uh, 
Our president is uh, also a very, very weird person. He is. Outside I, of the crimes. I forget about stuff. Like, I remember the other week, I was like, oh, yeah, remember that, like, span of days where he was really serious about buying Greenland? Yeah. There's just, like, all these little things that I forget, and then I remember way later, I'm like, yeah. this guy's weird. Anyway, the latest example of this comes to us via an upcoming book about his presidency called Sinking in the Swamp, How Trump's Minions and Misfits Poisoned Washington, which, yes, obviously... Just based on the title alone, pretty biased book we're dealing with here. But the two guys who wrote it are pretty experienced D.C. reporters. They're not just making it all up. There's mm-hmm. probably least, at least some truth to it, including their claim that President Trump is fascinated by badgers and would constantly ask his chief of staff, Rance Priebus, about badgers because Rance was from Wisconsin, which is the badger state, as we all know. They have that cute one that wears the the sweater. Yeah, so uh, let's read an excerpt from the book that was published by uh, Business Insider. After Trump was reminded that the short-legged omnivore was practically synonymous with the badger state, he'd make a point of bringing it up at seemingly random occasions to his beleaguered chief of staff. Are they mean to people? Trump at least twice asked Priebus in the opening months of his presidency. Or are they friendly creatures? The president would also ask if Priebus had any photos of badgers he could show him, and if Priebus could carefully explain to him how badgers work exactly. <laughs> he, wanted, he wanted Reince, resident White House badger historian, apparently, to explain to him Wisconsin's obsessions with the animal, and how the little creatures function and behave, what kind of food they like, and how aggressive or deadly they could be when presented with perceived existential threats. Trump also wanted to know if the badger had a personality, or if it was boring. These badgers are boring. <laughs> What kind of damage could a badger do to a person with its flashy, sharp claws? An obviously enthralled president would stare at Priebus as the aide struggled for sufficiently placating answers, all the while trying to gently veer the conversation back to whether we were going to do a troop surge in Afghanistan or strip millions of Americans off of health care coverage. I mean, I'm curious about badgers now, too. Well, I Are th- they boring or do they have personalities? I'm wondering if like, he looks at badgers the same way as he does sharks. Oh, yeah. Because he like, doesn't like sharks. Well, it's, I think... But if the badger is a friendly badger and is not going to... Trump and animals, his deal with animals is like he's fascinated by them. He admires them, but he's also like... He's like an alien by that them. is visiting and is like, wait, what are yeah. these things? Like he, he hates dogs. He refers to, like he uses like a dog as an insult. Yeah, yeah. But like, weirdly often. Um, yeah, I don't know. Animals in general seem to be something he can't really wrap his head around. Yeah, he can't. They're just... Uh, well, and he spent, you know, I would assume uh, the greatest portion of his life, maybe in the 90 percentile, in New York City where... Uh, but he's also spends a lot of his life in uh, Florida where there's... Okay, golfing sure there's gators and big stuff gators like that. gators on okay. his golf course. All right. Yeah. He's probably asked, he's like, can we kill all the gators? Like, no, sir. They're a protected species. Yeah. All right, but can we kill them? Yeah, but that's the thing is like, he knows dogs because people have dogs in New York. He knows rats. He says he calls people rats all the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, badgers. I, I think it's great that our president wants to learn about things. It actually shows a lot of promise in his ability to want to learn things. Yeah. Although it's about badgers while he's president instead of like anything else. But I mean, have you seen a badger? It's like, what is that? Is it a raccoon? The honey badger was a big thing on the Internet 10 years ago. Oh, my God. Because they don't give a fuck. Yeah, they don't. They don't give a fuck about anything. They don't. Anyways, in other news, we thought for sure that the discourse around the phrase OK Boomer would be long finished by now. More fake news from us because we said it was over like, multiple did. times. Sorry, we apologize. We were wrong. Uh, but <laughs> over a month into 2020, OK Boomer certainly has not gone away, at least for some boomers. 
Uh, the millennials and Zoomers that brought OK Boomer into the mainstream lexicon, they have mostly moved on, but some particular boomers, like Professor Peter Gade of the University of Oklahoma's Gaylord College of Journalism. <laughs> Sorry, it's a funny it's word. It's just a name. But <laughs> it's a funny word. <laughs> Peter Gade of the Gaylord College of Journalism and Mass Communication. <laughs> Is this what we're going to get canceled I'm, over, I'm Elliot? I'm so sorry. It's just a, it's just <laughs> it's a funny, a funny word. <laughs> there's like in Orlando, there's like the, the Gaylord Convention Center too. Oh, jeez. This is funny. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an intense word. Nothing homophobic. It's just a funny word. No, it actually, a, there's a hotel in Koreatown called the Gaylord Hotel. And even like the logo, it's just like huge. Oh, it's geez. funny. I laugh every don't, time I Don't cancel this. Don't stop. Professor Peter Gate of the... <laughs> Gaylord College of Journalism and Mass Communication, you got the it. University of Buffalo. He cannot let OK Boomer go. Yeah, OK. Uh, uh, let's, let's read from the uh, college newspaper, the OU Daily. Well, at least the, the newspaper's name is easy, to, easy yeah. to say. Gade was discussing the changes in journalism related to technology and social media and made the point that journalism... <laughs> I can't stop laughing about it. Sorry. And made the point that journalism should stick to its more traditional roots, according to multiple students in the class. Gade then called on a student... <laughs> Gade then called on a student who said journalists have to keep up with the younger generations as they continue to change. Why is it so hard to keep talking? Hold on. Whew. Okay. Gade then called on a student who said journalists have to keep... I'm sorry. Gather yourself. I can't. Can you do it? Can you please do it? All right. Gabe then called on a student who said journalists have to keep up with the younger generations as they continue to change. Gabe said the student's comment was the equivalent of saying, OK, Boomer to him. The class broke into light laughter, but was interrupted by Gabe's next comment. Calling someone, <laughs> calling someone a boomer is like calling someone a blank. And the blank was literally the N-word. Wait, he really said the full word? Yeah, he said the no. fucking N-word. Said... <laughs> So that's basically like calling, <laughs> saying OK Boomer to me. By the way, OK Boomer is literally the same as... OK. So yes, this is not the first example of some boomer equating the phrase OK Boomer to a racial slur. We reported on that previously. But it may be the first case of someone making that comparison completely unprompted. One minute you're discussing journalism and whether it should adapt to social media. The next minute you're bringing up OK Boomer completely out of the blue and saying it's the same thing as the N-word, which you actually say instead of just saying the N-word. It's incredible. But he really wanted to get his point across. Yeah. Uh, the incident has obviously caused a bit of a fuss on campus. The Gaylord campus Stop. is stirring. <laughs> Stop. And uh, for his part, Professor Pete has apologized to his students, but this might be the greatest example yet that OK Boomer absolutely broke people's brains. Yeah. Like this guy, he got himself got himself uh, what, what could end up being a full cancellation over uh, like... He should be. He said the whole word. Yeah, it's not like and like, I mean, people have different opinions on this. I think if you're teaching like an American history class or like a 19th century journalism class, yeah, you might need to say it in some instances. You could probably avoid it in most of those instances. This guy just brought it up out of the fucking blue. Yeah, like yeah, right now is a great time to just blurt out the N word in this journalism class. Yeah, he finally found a, a justified reason for saying it in his mind. Yeah, yeah. Well. So now, was he? Is every time someone calls him a boomer, he's going to call them the N word in response? Uh, probably not. I mean, like, he could keep digging. People have been known to keep digging in these, yeah. in these day this day and age. He's so, going to get booted uh, from the Gaylord College. He is. You mm. are not Gaylord material, sir. Nope. Anyways, uh, let's take a little breath. 
This episode is sponsored by Quip. Quip, makers of the Quip electric toothbrush. They want you to know that uh, the, the one single discovery that matters most for your dental care is simply this. You have to have good habits. Then you're good. That means brushing for two minutes, twice a day, and flossing regularly, no matter what brand you use. Quip makes that simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. Quip's electric brush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full and even cleaning. The Quip floss dispenser comes with pre-marked string to help you use just enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush head, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping, so your routine is always right. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today, starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash weeklyweird right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash weeklyweird. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash weeklyweird. Quip, the good habits company. This episode is also sponsored by ExpressVPN. We all know how VPNs protect your privacy and security online, right? But in addition to keeping you safe, a great thing about using a VPN is getting to watch video content that you might not be able to usually watch depending on what country you're in currently. Yeah, I mean... We've we we covered it this week. Uh, a great way to get around uh, yeah. a certain website being blocked if you're on a cruise ship and quarantined yeah. is using a VPN. Also, uh, some movies that come out in America, like uh, mm, Uncut Gems, don't come out theatrically in other, company, in other countries and are on Netflix right now, so... But most of all, if you're yeah. traveling and you want that home-baked experience, yeah. you can use a VPN to uh, give you the experience that you have. I don't want this country's to. internet. I want my internet. Yeah. Anyway, it's as simple as firing up ExpressVPN and changing your location to another country. ExpressVPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from almost 100 different countries. Just think of all the content you can get access to. You love anime, you little weeb? Well, use ExpressVPN to get on Netflix Japan and be spirited away. To a world of content. What? <laughs> and it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works for Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. Uh, what sets ExpressVPN apart from other VPNs is how fast it is. No buffering or lag, and streaming in HD is no problem. You'll probably forget you're even using it. We both have and left it on. Uh, ExpressVPN is compatible with all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. So you can watch what you want on the go or on the big screen wherever you are. Head to expressvpn.com slash weeklyweird right now to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash weeklyweird. All right, now time... For some headlines, starting with some Valentine's Day theme headlines. Mm, yeah. Man offers $25,000 to anyone who can find him a girlfriend. Did a bunch of girls just be like, I will take $2,500? Well, there's, there's a lot of rules here. Okay. The girl gets nothing. Mm-hmm. Just the person, the finder's 20, fee. Yeah. The, the pimp in this case. So this guy, he like, he lives in Kansas City. He's like 40. Oh, Missouri or Kansas? I don't know which one. Yeah. But he's a, he is a Chiefs fan. Okay. But uh, he's, uh, he's in great shape. He's 5'7", so a little shorter than some ladies he's might like, like. He's like the bagel boss But guy. he I don't see why this man has such a problem finding a date. Uh, he seems to have a lot of money. He set up his whole fucking website and, like, shot a, like, slick video pitching himself. Mm-hmm. Um, you had, like... I would assume it's a social experiment. That's all I can no, say. No, he seems dead serious about mm-hmm. it. He's just like, yeah, I don't like dating apps, so I'm going to offering 25K. Now, that there's a lot of catches here. 25K is only for the person who, who finds him a girlfriend, not for the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, the payouts do not start unless the relationship has lasted 365 days. Mm. So it's got to go a year or nothing. 
And even then... Imagine the person that set him up and then, like, the girl breaks up with him, like, ten months like, in. You can't break up with him. You son of a bitch. Um, but then, uh, even then, after the 365 days, that's just the first 5,000. Then you get 5,000 every year on the year until five years. You get 25,000. It's a lot of work. Yeah. But I mean, I, he could I, just, like, go to Vegas and get an escort for I know. a lot cheaper and pay for the girlfriend experience. And then just extend that to $25,000, like, I want, like, six months of the girlfriend experience. Yeah, I don't know. He's, like, it's it's weird because he seems like he really wants, like, a, an actual companion. But he's going about this in a way that uh, is normally how, like, sugar daddy situations yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, I would, I would assume that this is not very appealing for his potential suitor. No, I, this, I, I'm not a woman, but I, if I had to guess, this, this all seems very off-putting. Yes, yes. Also, like, knowing, like, a year afterwards that, like, someone's getting paid out for hooking you guys up. Yeah, it's all just, uh, it's not how any of this works. Like, I don't know, man. I hope he, try- I hope he finds true love. I hope he does, too. I, yeah. All uh, the best to you, buddy. Next headline. They met on a dating app. Then he robbed a bank on their first date and forced her to be the getaway driver. <laughs> now that is true love. Uh, no. Oh. She, it was not true love. Oh, okay. He, uh. She, she was not expecting this. Mm. Yeah, she picked up this guy on, like, a Tinder date. First time they met. Hold like, on, babe. I'll be right back. He's like, hey, pull over over here. And he just, like, ran out into the bank and, like, a few minutes later, like, ran back with a bag and, like, a gun. And he's like, drove, drive, 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 drive. And then the cops, like, cat, caught up to them. And she was like, I'm pulling over. <laughs> yeah. I'm pulling the car over. Uh, yeah. Did he so, not threaten her and tell her to keep driving or something? I, I don't know. Well, and did she get in trouble? He, he really, No, she didn't. Mm. Somehow. But, uh, yeah, he really missed an opportunity to hold her hostage and get her to keep driving. Yeah. And rack up even more charges. Yeah. Well, I hope that she had, uh, you know, wasn't in trouble with the police. Yeah, I hope so, too. I mean, it's like at the same end, he could have, like, called a Lyft or something or an Uber. Yeah, a few guys have done that. Yeah, so there you go. Maybe this is just more reliable. Like, they wouldn't just leave and, like, end the Yeah, fire. it's a brilliant plan. He's like, oh, I really want to rob this bank. Is he attractive? Why would she wait so I long? I don't know. It's like, I really want to rob this bank. But I don't have any friends. Uh, I can't afford a lift. Pretty the perfect broke. plan. That's why I need to rob the bank. But then so. you have an immediate loose end. Yeah, I don't know if he unless thought... she falls in love with the idea of you robbing banks and being I mean, successful at it. Yeah, maybe he thought she would be cool with it. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I got the vibe from you that you would be cool with me robbing a bank on our first date. Yeah. Was I wrong? Did I misread that? I mean, it is a power move. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, he's this guy. There's something yeah. about him. There's something about him. Who is he? Yeah. It was 65 degrees in Antarctica this week. Oh, good. Great. Yeah, we did it. The hottest uh, hottest temperature on record for the part of the world. Were the researchers down there all in, like, bathing suits being like, whoa? Probably. Yeah. I would be. Mm-hmm. 65 degrees, that's, like, hotter than some days in L.A. have been recently. It snowed in Atlanta the other day. <laughs> yeah. This is wild. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You don't want it to be that high because uh, above freezing, the ice melts. Yeah. And uh, when the ice melts, the temperature of the ocean gets higher. And when the temperature of the ocean gets higher, more ice melts. And you get this uh, also, things of, uh, die. circular effect things where things get hotter and hotter and yeah. things die. And mm-hmm. uh, the and sea, sea levels rise. rise and, and uh, yeah, it's, it's like a whole mess. Apocalyptic. Yes. With enough time. And then that monster thaws out and attacks everyone at the research facility. That's right. Yeah. Got to watch out. Don't want that, do we? No. The first person to cross Antarctica alone and unaided said he pooped his pants less than halfway through and had to continue using the same underwear for 38 days. 
Now, was this during the 65 degree weather or harsher temperatures? I think harsher temperatures. I mean, well, the 65 degrees, it was recorded on like the northernmost point. I don't where think it, that matters. Where it when juts out a tiny bit. This guy actually like crossed Antarctica. Well, because so that's foot. my thing is it's like, okay, if you poop your pants and it's like constantly freezing like that, you probably just like hold them up and like tap them and the, the poop Yeah, I don't know. Out. He said... The like poop icicles. He said like he, uh, he had like one too many of his like special like 2,000 calorie protein bars that he was yeah. eating. He snuck one in the middle of the night and it fucked with his stomach. And he said it took him like 30 minutes to get dressed every day. Oh, yeah, like you got so many layers and shit. Yeah. It's all strapped in. So when he felt felt the stomach rumbling, he's just like, this is it. Yeah. He, he said he tried to like, thought it might be a fart, but it wasn't a fart. And Maybe they'll just warm me up. And he's like, yeah. And I just kept walking for eight hours because there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't take off my clothes until like nightfall. It is. It's, uh, you know, I think it's very cool that he told the story to everyone. Too. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, relatable, you know. We've all been there. Yeah. Poop your pants and you just big, can't do anything about can't it. Can't do anything about it. So you just just let it sit. I guarantee you, he fucking waited for those things to freeze and then chipped away at the poop sickles. I don't. Yeah, I it, hang them up one night. You you put them in some water. You hang them up one night. They get completely frozen, rock solid. But yeah. then you just break it all off, and then you like or they'll somewhere. fall apart like T one thousand. Just Could like be. oh jeez, now I got no underwear. Yeah, and your dick's frozen and falling free balling down in Antarctica. You don't yeah. want that. Yeah. You want all the warmth you can get. Mm-hmm. TSA agent fired, arrested, after allegedly tricking traveler into bearing breasts during security screening. Well, that's good. The, I'm glad that they were arrested. And uh, This was LAX, too. Geez. We may have encountered this TSA guy. Could be. Yeah, he pulled a fast one. He's like, uh, I mean, this woman sounds a little gullible. Not blaming her. No. Because, I mean, these people. They have, they have, a, a, they have an authority. amount of authority. Yeah, yeah but he's just like. He first he's like pull your waistband out and he like look down her pants and then he like uh, he's like pull your bra forward he looked down that and then he's like I need to take you for a special a special thing he like took her to another room and like did it again and he's like oh all right you're free to go also your boobs look nice did he really say that yeah what yeah he complimented her on the way out Jesus I think that might have been like the point where she's like wait, wait hold on <laughs> this was weird this was really weird yeah so. Uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully that's the only time someone has done that. Yes. I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it. Uh, kind of. But kinda hey, shitty. they're keeping us safe, aren't they? They sure are. The TSA, our boys in, our boys in blue. <laughs> that's that's the boys in blue. Yeah. When everyone says blue lives matter, they're talking about TSA. TSA. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how do cops feel about TSA people? I don't think they well, like. They probably them. don't like. No. Them. No. I think yeah. you pretty much just walk into the TSA and get a job. Yeah, and they give you, like, a shitty fake badge and yeah. shit. Yeah. It is kind of cute that they get to, like, play cop for a while. Mm. I wouldn't say cute. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either, it's, actually. It's kind of a social experiment, sort of. It's like uh, It's like the, uh, what's that? Uh, Stanford prison yeah, Stanford, experiment. Yeah, Like, what if we just made a bunch of, like, randos off the street into, like, cops? Yeah, give them some authority and yeah. see if they can abuse it. Well, that's what happens. You get people <laughs> abusing the authority. So, yeah. uh, the experiment worked, or whatever. Cool. Virginia works to repeal Victorian-era law prohibiting premarital sex. Yep. It, which is odd from the place whose slogan is Virginia is for lovers. But Virginia, virgin. So I guess. Virginia is for, is for uh, uh, above the clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Necking. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> I don't know how true this is, but they're, like, they, Virginia has, like, a Democratic house for the first time in, like, forever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, every, we never tried it before because if we had done it, 
while there was still a, a mixed uh, legislature, it would have gotten shot down by the Republicans. Why? I don't know. Like, you would think everyone would be like, yeah, get rid of it. But uh, people are pretty fucking weird. No, it's heritage. Yeah. What will what what our kids think? Basically giving our kids a green light to raw dog each other right in front of Jesus. We had the, the law stays on the books. Whatever. And like they, uh, it was like, it was a, obviously an unforceable crime, but it was one that they would just like tack on to other crimes if there was like evidence of it. And you fucked your girlfriend. Yeah. Take that. It's so stupid. Oh, well, speaking of stupid, Harvey Weinstein's lawyer says she's never been sexually assaulted, quote, because I would never put myself in that position. Oh, Cool. Hmm. So all those women that Harvey Weinstein, you know, they, they put themselves in that position by, uh, you know, opening, the, opening their hotel room like a crack and letting Harvey Weinstein barge in. Or their there, home like, door. Like or the, the Kool-Aid rape man. Like, yeah. Oh, it's, well, I think it they shouldn't to have a, done that. I guess. It also speaks to a larger uh, issue where it's like she's basically laying a blanket over the entire like sexual assault thing where it's like, well, I just never walk outside with, uh, you know. A short skirt on yeah. in the middle of the night or something like like it, it kind of like deflates yeah. any other kind of she she uses all these examples that like like you know I don't let myself get blackout drunk like I, I I'm aware of my surroundings when I'm out at night like none of these things apply to this fucking case mm-hmm. where your client like repeatedly raped like dozens of women in circumstances that have nothing to do with have you already heard have you heard about his mangled penis oh my god I yeah I, yeah I, I don't know like, I guess we should. I guess we should talk about his weird. Th- th- like apparently, like because he's so fat, it like goes in, so it looks like a vagina. But he also injects it to yeah, make it hard he, instantly. Well, one of the one of his victims theorized that he has like a like an extra chromosome. Like he's like a uh, uh, intersex because mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, he had a penis and a vagina. I don't know if like he's just a fat roll down there. Yeah, I, I, that that sounds too much. But she another one or might have been the same girl said. She found, like, syringes in, like, the trash. And yeah, she looked up the drug, and it's, like, basically for dudes that are completely, like, infertile. Mm-hmm. It gives you, makes your dick hard. Yeah. But uh, it's like the uh, the Viagra, it takes a little while to kick in. Those things, like, you just, boom, like, boom. Yeah. ready to go. Uh, yeah, just uh, absolutely and horrifying things. For- when you're forcing people to have sex with you, you don't really have time to sit around and wait for the Viagra to kick in. Well, that's the thing. Like, not that this excuses any of this, but, like, I it does kind of... Does kind of make sense and explain it if he's just like going out every day being like, yeah, I'm getting laid and like injecting himself and like he literally has to come yeah. like within 20 minutes and it's just driving him absolutely mad. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's going around raping these people. It, well, would, it would definitely contribute. To also, like, I don't think that he I, I would assume he probably didn't need this in like the 80s and 90s when he was yeah, I don't doing know. the same shit. I don't know. He's a fucking monster. But also, the jury, uh, the jury had to all, like all look at naked pictures of Oof. him. Uh, which can't have been fun. They, no. In some of the court drawings, the artist got drew like the picture, and it's a uh, very big man. Yeah, definitely one of those. Uh, yeah, can't can't see the dick sort of situations. Yes, fat upper penis area. Yeah. Mm. Catholic priest says pedophile doesn't kill anyone, but bans forty four lawmakers from receiving communion because he says abortion does. So, uh, man, what if religion was wrong? Yeah. Well, no, it can't be. Th- these people are representatives of God, so yes. therefore they are right. Wow, God's an asshole. Yeah, uh, yeah. This weird ass fucking priest somewhere in the East Coast, like he like 
printed out this like newsletter of like all the local lawmakers who like voted on some bill that like uh, basically like allows better access to like abortion yeah. facilities. And it's just like, these people are banned. They're banned from the church. They're banned from any participation at all. And then someone's like, okay, but like, what about all the pedophiles? Uh, I mean, the Catholic church has got a few problems of their own. He's like, well, no one ever died from pedophilia. Uh, well, I mean, I don't, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure people have like killed themselves. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As a, as a direct sure result of ruined. the abuse. Yeah. yeah it's, it's ruined lives. Yeah. Interesting logic there, father. Mm. Well, logic doesn't really uh, belong anywhere within the walls of the church. You see. No. Anyways. No, I guess not. Uh, bride and groom expect guests to sit through timeshare presentation as part of destination wedding. And I think this is brilliant. Really? Saves a lot of money. Well, for the bride and groom. Well, um, maybe these people get their uh, hotel rooms and stuff for as well. No. Okay. I mean, this is all based on like a, one of those Am I the Asshole posts on Reddit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they were like... They, they oh, first we should say that because, uh, you know, this has skipped generations because timeshares were really big like in the 90s and stuff like that. I feel like they're less uh, uh, bi- like because they have a terrible reputation. for being Yeah. yeah. So, so if anyone's watching this that has been approached or in the future will be approached by someone trying to sell you a timeshare, it's a bad idea. Yeah. You basically instead of instead of getting, you know, booking a hotel room anytime you want to travel, you book a like. One hotel room you, in one location. You purchase or a, like a lump sum, like a week out of each year at a hotel. There's like, my dad was involved in some like really complex one that was like, it offered like hotels like all around the world yeah. for like certain amounts of points. Anyway, it's, I, I, unless you know for a fact that you're going to be going to the same place like every yeah. year. Well, another way they do it is, uh, you know, like a cabin in a ski area. It basically what it is, is, you know, they get 20 people to spend $10,000. Yeah. And then they, those people just each get a week out of the year to yeah. get it. And if you, for some reason, are busy that week, oh, well. I uh, mean, when it started off, it was like actual, like, private, like, you know, a bunch of people would get together yeah. and actually do it. Now it's crazy. So if yeah, it sounds too good to be true, it usually is. But yeah, these, the person making the post said that uh, they're like, yeah, it would be different if everyone's di- trip to this destination wedding was covered by sitting through... The, the timeshare seminar. Because yeah. usually if you sit through a timeshare seminar, you, you get, get something you in get return. You get something for free, yes. like a free hotel stay or something. Yeah. None of that. It's literally just so the bride and groom can, like, fund their wedding. Yeah, so. they tried to get me at, uh, I stayed at um, some, like, condo place for Coachella one year. And then the owners got our information because we had booked through their website. Come on like, down to this meeting. They're like, hey, if you come down the week of Coachella the next time and let us show you around the property and all this stuff, you can have the hotel at a 50% off rate. Yeah. We didn't go and do it, but uh, that usually gets something in return if you can, if you're strong enough to keep saying no. But they will hound you. Yeah, they will. It's mm-hmm. a it's a real hard sell. Yes. Florida man wants to bring life sized cutout of Trump to his medical appointments. Well, and the damn doctors they're violating his his First Amendment rights by not letting him bring the life sized Trump in to get his dialysis treatment. They let babies bring their dolls in. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the same thing. It is the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, he said, this story sounds so fake, but it's apparently really good. He's like, because this guy goes in for dialysis like every few weeks. He's like, yeah, at first. It's his comfort animal. Yeah, at first he brought in just like an 8 by 10 photo of Trump for like comfort. And then just like gradually it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. He's like, I need my life-size Donald Trump fat head cutout. I need it. I want to see what this guy's den looks like. Oh, it's got to be horrifying. Yeah. Uh, but yes, no, it is like a toddler bringing a. Uh, yeah. Could I bring Trump? <laughs> 
Mommy, I can't find Trump. Where's Trump? <laughs> Did uh, I lose Trump? You ro- you washed my Trump bear, and now his <laughs> eyes are all hot. <laughs> Ow, his eye burned me, Mom. Uh, uh, imagine this guy leaving that fucking cutout somewhere. He'd be fucking devastated. Yeah. yeah. Lars and the real Trump. <laughs> uh, anyways, on the other side of the political spectrum... Joe Biden jokingly calls a voter a lying dog-faced pony soldier at New Hampshire event. He's really this. batting a thousand. Yeah, so this was uh, after Iowa, before New Hampshire. One, a voter, one, uh, apparently a Joe Biden supporter, was yeah, like, yeah. hey, you didn't do so well in Iowa. Is that a problem going yeah, forward? Yeah, is this going to be an issue going forward? Like, do you think this uh, this represents well, any problems? Well, you see, that was a caucus. You don't know what a caucus is, you lying it's dog-faced like, have you ever pony been to soldier. A caucus? She's like, yeah, I think you're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. And apparently, his and, then, and then like the next day, he lost even worse than he did in Iowa. Yeah, and the whole thing is like there was a lot of apologizing from like mainstream media outlets too. Like he t- he says this to people all the time. Yeah, he's quoting a John Wayne movie. Yeah, it's, it's like, like okay, I have the, never who, heard this in my life. Who no gives one a ever shit? has. And especially this young woman has has no reference of yeah. this fucking quote. It's just a very weird thing to say in any context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's been a joy though watching Joe Biden the just the, hamstring the most, his own fucking career. the most electable candidate in this election just uh, not getting any votes, just eating shit. Well, uh, who could have seen this coming? Who I don't know us have. who have been bitching about him entering the race for a year now. Yeah, it's weird being right about things all the fucking time. Well, except for the stuff at the beginning of the episode, yeah, which we apologize but for. I will. I'll say this, Elon. If given a chance, we'll get those exact shoes. I wouldn't be just surprised if he's getting them made right yeah. now. Yeah. Yes. So, there you go. Remember that. Anyway, that's it for this week's Weekly Weird News. Uh, watch our most recent episode over here, News Dump, where we talked about uh, Bloomberg, other candidate, Michael fucking Bloomberg, and his... We're uh, trying to will his uh, failure into existence. Yeah. He uh, doing some some dank memery mm-hmm. that totally sucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So check that out. And an episode of uh, Tech News Day. So yep. check that out, and we'll see you soon for a whole new week of surprises and fun. Bye-bye. Bye.